All right, everyone, welcome back to the door-to-door cubicle. Um, we got an awesome guest on today with uh, Jackson Jr. If you haven't heard of him, then you're in for a treat on this uh, this episode. So just a little background on Jackson. Well, first, Jackson, thanks for hopping on, man. This is, this is super exciting. Yeah, thanks, Austin. Thanks for having me on, man. So a little background on Jackson. If you don't know uh, what he's done in the industry, he's uh, in a short time of three years, built up his organization up to over 400 reps so he for sure knows how to recruit build a team build teams build managers build a culture so you know we just want to pick his brain on uh, the good stuff on door-to-door so we know we know a lot of people can sell but building up a team and being able to sell because I know he's pretty humble with his sell skills too but this this kid can freaking sell lights out too and build a team so there's there's not a lot, not like, not a lot of people out there like you, Jackson. So, um, I appreciate that. We're excited to have you on, man. So, well, thanks. Just, just kind of, you know, we, I know we talked about a lot of stuff. We want to dive into, you know, different topics, but just for, you know, people that don't know who you are, like, kind of give us a background on you, how you uh, came to be where you're at right now, where uh, where you came from, man. Yeah, thanks. So, uh, first off. Um, really appreciate the, the time and the kind words, Austin. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 24 years old. So I'm, I'm from just a town outside of Boise, Idaho called Eagle. Um, I'm, I'm married, um, have an amazing wife, Alexis. And, uh, I've been working with the grit now for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a senior partner here at the grit. Uh, I started selling, when I was 18 right out of high school and then I served a two-year LDS mission and then came back and uh, worked with Green X and then transitioned to the grit um, and I've loved it it's been awesome um, I've worked with a lot of amazing companies and worked with a lot of amazing people along the ride and went from just starting out like most people as a rookie and learning how to sell to then as a manager and managing my first team uh, my first year recruiting I recruited 18 reps and managed a small office in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I opened that office, um, Green X. And then uh, the next year is when I started working with Drew Hansen and a couple other reps um, that we brought on. And that year we recruited 54 reps. And then last year um, we ended up finishing with about 168 reps. And, uh, and then, yeah, to date, I think we're close to 450 reps signed. And our goal is to sign anywhere between 800 and a thousand reps by the summer. And then um, we'll probably go out with, you know, about 70% of that. I mean, you generally expect about 30% to fall off before summer and throughout the summer, but um, yeah, it's been exciting. It's been a really fun run and it's, we've developed a lot of leaders along that path and I've grown a lot as a person along that path and have, uh, you know, made a lot of mistakes as well as um, have learned a lot from, you know, different people and, and uh, it's really humbling to to be where I'm at and, and still see that there's just so much to to grow and to learn and to keep getting better. So it's a, it's a pleasure to be on here and uh, to learn from you too, man. Dude, yeah. Well, I, I remember um, when you were in Grand Rapids, I was at Green X in Detroit and I was like, dude, is, is it the area or what? Because you guys were a couple hundred miles away and you guys were just smashing it. Um, no, and we, we did get that year too, but I just remember you know, it was your second summer or third summer? 
Uh, second summer, yeah. Yeah, so that's what everyone was saying. They're like, oh, Jackson Jr., second summer, opening up an office, and you guys just crushed it there. Um, it, was, it was pretty juicy there too, right? <laughs> yeah, Grand, Grand Rapids is pretty cool, but yeah, it, it was, uh, I was with the right people, and it was, uh, yeah, just the, the right year. Dude, it's, yeah, it's crazy how fast you can grow, you know, you just your numbers, you went from, you know, dozens of recruits your, your first summer recruiting to 160, you said, to now 400, maybe, well, up to 1,000, so it's just crazy. You know, I, you for sure know what you're doing with recruiting, but, you know, it would be cool to go and talk about what's going on with you guys in Active, but there's already a podcast out there that um, yeah. people can go and listen to that, yeah. you know, explains yeah, it. For everyone listening to this, uh, you should totally check out our podcast as well called The Landing Pad. Um, Garth Massey, one of our managing partners, and Easton Bunker, one of our senior partners, hosted every week. Um, we've had Des Pearson on there to explain some of the partnership and his journey as CEO of Aptive. We've had Ben Egan, our managing partner on there, Brock Greve, Skylar Griffin, Drew Hansen, myself. Um, there's probably a few others that I'm missing, but a lot of awesome podcasts that people can hop in and listen on. Dude, yeah, no, it's a, I've listened to a couple episodes and it's an awesome podcast. They do a really good job and I mean, it's the grit. You're gonna, you're gonna make it the best. So it's, uh, it's good. So. Yeah, dude, let's dive in. I know, um, I feel like, you know, there's so much that we could go over with you, but the number one thing I think that we can just get a ton of good insights from you is building culture. Um, in door to door, it's a dime a dozen. People are like, oh, we have the best culture. We build a good yeah. culture, but, you know, you can actually see when it's implemented. So, you know, for you, um, building a culture in your organization, the grit, like just give us some insights you know, into how you guys have built what you've built today. Yeah, um, I would say that culture is a reflection of our leadership. Um, and the way I look at it is, um, you know, leadership creates culture, which drives behavior, which drives results. And so when you look at our results, um, you know, that stems from the behaviors that we have here at The Grit. Like, for example, something that we don't believe in is burnout. So we don't burn out. August is always our best month and it always will be our best month where most companies, they believe that that's a thing. And as a leadership group, they, they talk about it and they enable it. And so then it becomes a reality um, where with us, like we don't believe in that. So the, the behavior shows that that's not a thing. Um, another thing is just like transparency. Like we really do believe in being fully transparent. And so one thing that's really unique is here at The Grit, for example, all of our pay is standardized, which means that there's a reason why people get paid what they do, and it's transparent and clear to everybody. So um, rookies can go in, and regardless of whether they've met with lots of companies or they're completely naive to sales, they can understand exactly how a pay structure works and how commissions are earned. And in, like, sure, everyone has to earn their commissions. Um, we don't give out, like, deals, per se, like a lot of companies do. And so it's not like, oh, I met with this company and got offered this. What are you going to offer me? It's more like come and work with us because we have the best results and because we're the best leaders. And in turn, we will help you develop as a person, develop as a leader and get the best results, which in turn helps you make more money because the way people make the most money is they sell the most accounts at the highest contract values and produce most revenue. Um, and it's pretty interesting. Most of our competitors have to pay people 15 to 20% higher than we do just to make the same amount of money. 
And a lot of guys and gals as rookies and even vets think that the way you make money is through commission, which it's interesting because that's only like a portion of the earnings pie. Um, that commission is of revenue. And so anyway, um, with that being said, you know, I, I think transparency and having systems in place like that allow leaders to be transparent. And so you can be authentic and you can be genuine and you can motivate for the right reasons, um, which in turn creates better behavior, which creates better results. Um, so, if, you know, a couple of things I would always talk about is making sure that we're creating the right behaviors based on things that are going to help people get to their goals. The second thing is developing leaders in a way that's transparent and helping people understand that they can be transparent in the workplace. Um, and then a big thing for me is like just intentionality. Um, I think that a lot of companies can teach you how to be successful, but they're not intentional with their reps or with their leaders of why they should do those things. And so it's really important. And Ben talked about this on our podcast in the landing pad of that we want to make sure everyone that works with us understands why they should do those things. So why they shouldn't burn out, why their pay is standardized, um, why they should work longer hours than everyone else, why on Saturdays we should work until six, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night versus get off at noon and just get a sale and go dink off. Like we try to focus on why all of those things make sense and matter, especially long-term as people do this more as a, a couple year option or even a career. And so I think that because, um, you know, I've worked with leaders that have always done that for me, I've then done that with my leaders and I've had very intentional and personal conversations with each leader of why they're doing this and why we do things the way we do and why that makes sense for them um, and their future. And so then in turn, it's kind of like sales. People, they buy emotionally and then they justify it logically. Um, it's kind of same thing here. Like people work with us and they recruit, get recruited by us because emotionally they feel connected and feel like we care about them because we do and we're genuine and authentic with them. And then logically, because we have the best results, the training programs, we have a standardized pay system that logically makes sense we have a lot of the systems in place that make sense, then they can justify their decisions, um, which I think is in turn exactly why I've recruited so fast and why, you know, and what's interesting is I'm not like anything special. Like if you look at most of the organizations here, they've had almost the exact same growth. Like, you know, I look at Drew, for example, Drew's first year working with me, he had 14 reps, then he went to like 48. To date right now, he's at like 270 or 280 reps signed. Well, yeah, when you, um, when you sell a thousand dollars two summers in a row. Yeah, two, $2 million yeah. summers didn't hurt. million and yeah. million back to back didn't hurt. Yeah. But it's like, you know, Drew, for example, then I look at like my brother and his partner, um, Alec, um, you know, they went from like 12 recruits to right now they have like 54 signed. And then, you know, they'll probably sign like 80, go out with 60, right? And then the next year, they'll probably grow again to up to like 120. And then it just scales. And most of uh, the reps here are growing by two to 300% every single year. Um, last month, as a company, our company grew by 40%. It was like 42%. And so if you were below 40% growth in an organization, you were like below the threshold which is interesting because, um, I mean, as a company, we've grown by 4X since we've been home from the summer. And so that's where I view as like part of, uh, you know, developing the right culture 
is kind of just having everything in line where it's like your leadership is all in line with like the type of culture they want to have the behaviors and the way that you do things are all in alignment and then the results back everything up that way people can believe it all dude for anyone listening the last five minutes <laughs> you just just take that and don't even listen to anything else like that's that has everything in it um how to build a good successful door-to-door sales company because you know like i said people talk about culture diamond dozen it's just yeah. oh we should do this we should do that it's all ideas but you know, I think what you guys have done is you've broken down each, you know, critical point in recruiting and in building a team, building a company, and then you built out different processes. Like you said, pay scale, you know, not burning out, which is crazy. It's like those things should happen because if you go out for a summer and then all of a sudden you're out for the whole month of August and then you have a bad summer, then what's going to, like, that's, all you're going to think about is the last month of your summer where I think that's why you guys have done such a great job recruiting is because if you finish strong in August, all of a sudden everyone coming back is pumped. They're like, I just had my best, yeah. my best month. And that's just like goes to your guys' leadership is these recruits coming back from the summer, wanting to recruit, going full head on into recruiting season, August, September, October. And they're pumped, not, not pissed that they had a, a bad uh, August, August month. Something interesting in that, I mean, we signed between 80 and 85% of all of our reps. We re-signed everybody in market. So in, in August, I mean, everyone was re-signed. So when we come back to the summer, a lot of guys, they're trying to just get all of their, you know, reps to re-sign and build kind of that base where we had everyone re-signed already within markets. So then as we come home, we're off to recruiting new again, um, which I think is also just different and even like you mentioned uh we're talking about behavior and you had said at the beginning like oh yeah grand rapids was pretty cush that year is pretty good that year and even that's like something like for example it's kind of same as burnout like we don't believe in area um like drew sold extremely well in texas which a lot of people say texas is saturated texas is hard um calvin escobedo sold extremely well in new jersey which a lot of people say is like oh east coast is hard tough we had one of our biggest years ever in Philly and Philly, same thing. It's like, Oh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in general is like hard to sell in. It's hard to get licensed in cops are hard. Like people yeah. complain about it. And it's one of our favorite markets. And I've been in offices in Detroit, Toledo, Grand Rapids, Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I mean, a lot of like the Midwest. I've also sold in, Austin, in Arizona. I've sold in Texas. Um, I've sold in Pennsylvania. So when people talk about like market and what's good and what's bad, I mean, that's where it oh, really comes down to leadership. No, no yeah, it I, comes down I to leadership. That, dude. Because it's just it's like, like, if you're with the right people, you'll be fine. Yeah. Cause you know, if you, I don't know, you know, if you're around people that are like, oh, this is tough. And then the leaders are like, oh, this is a tough market. This is hard. Yeah. Oh, you're going to run into these problems. Dude, it's going to be tough to sell, but yeah. everyone in the organization is like, it's all the same. It's a door. A door is a door. A yep. person is a person. You're going to go in and it's all your mindset because sometimes you can get in your head. It's really not that tough of a neighborhood or that tough of a yeah. market. And then you're like, oh, it's tough because people said it's tough. Then you just get in your head and it sucks. But you guys, your culture, you're building with markets. That's crazy because it doesn't matter where you send someone. They're just going to be pumped and be like, hey, I get to go sell. I get to go make a ton of money. 
I get to go, yeah. you know, like you said about the standardized pay. So I love that, that part of the culture. And I think a lot of people don't think about these points. That's, that's the difference with the grit that I've noticed and that people can build on for their building their sales cultures too, is you look at these different things that are important market, you know, people are always complaining about market, you know, middle yes. summer gets saturated people are complaining. But if you, if you're like you guys and you think about it intentionally think, Hey, we're never going to talk bad about market because it's not that big of a deal. Then you're going to be able yeah. to recruit more. People are going to be more successful. And then you're going to just keep, keep building, keep building. I feel like, <clears throat> have you ever heard of like the flywheel? I don't know. HubSpot. They do, they have like a flywheel. Amazon does it. I feel like that's how you guys function is you have your different principles. And then yeah. what happens is, um, it, it turns, it spins. And the more and more you put emphasis on those different principles, it spins faster and faster. It's like, that's how you guys are, that you guys have flywheel of culture, your culture, and it just keeps spinning faster and faster and faster. And yeah. you guys have really good principles. So I think, I think something important that you brought up too was pay. Um, I think that's, that's a great topic because the, the industry, especially in pest, it's gone from marketing deal, marketing deal, marketing deal, and, you know, customized deal, customized deal, bonuses and everything. And I see the successful companies are going to standardize pay because, yeah. you know, you, you brought up a couple of good principles, but just expound on that a little bit more on how you guys have been successful with that. Yeah, this is probably the, the biggest topic uh, that most people fail to understand about the grit, especially like recruiters um, that recruit against the grit. I think fail to understand why we have a standardized pay system. Um, the first thing I'll say is like, the only reason why people continue to work at companies is for two reasons. One is because they're having a good experience and two is because they have good earnings. And that's just the reality. Mm -hmm. um, and you can look at that honestly in the entire workforce. Like one of the biggest problems in the US right now is talent acquisition within any company. And the main reason why is because everyone's willing to pay more. So people are always gonna have a better opportunity to make more earnings. And so then it just comes down to like, okay, well, what company culture do I want to be part of? What experience do I want to have? And that can look in a lot of different ways. So I think where, um, you know, companies need to understand is like the first thing that's most important is your experience. So part of that experience is like we just talked about making sure people get the right training and they have the right leadership and they're in the right culture and they have the right results to back it all up so that they know they can go out and perform also have really like a lot of fun and be with the right people they want to be around and then also be trained and pushed by the best. So they know they're putting their very best foot forward. And I think that's where we've dominated the industry in the sense that no one can negate. We've had the most golden door winners. We've had the highest averages. We've done all that we need to do to provide the best experience. And then on the earnings side, if we weren't having the best experience, then it would be really easy for people to go and look for better earnings where because we do have the best experience and people are selling at the highest level, well then in turn, they're making the most money. Um, kind of how that works in like a brief way to explain it is we have two pay scales. We have a rookie and we have a vet pay scale. The rookie pay scale, it's not like a, oh, some of our guys are on the rookie pay scale and then we do a customized deal. It is everybody is on the rookie pay scale. And that pay scale is fully public, fully transparent for everyone to look at. It starts at 20%. It maxes out at 50%. You can earn whatever commission you want simply by earning it. And so what's cool about that is no one is naive. No one goes into a recruiting meeting and 
what happens a lot of companies is you go in, like, I remember like when I was a rookie and it's like, oh yeah, I want to sell. And you're, they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. So you're, I mean, our rookie pay scale, it starts at 19%. And it's like, okay, cool. And you think that's just 25%. <laughs> it goes, it goes, it goes, exactly. It goes to 25%. And the reason why recruiters do that is because they're trying to maximize their earnings because generally a marketing deal, guys get paid based on the difference of their commission and whoever they sign's commission. And so the incentive is that you sign people low. The incentive is that essentially you pay people as low as you can so that you can make the most amount of money, which what happens is maybe you're one that works. Um, but the reality is, is not everybody's naive. And so one person might fall for that and take 19%, but then the next person might have met with 10 companies and is very aggressive. And so you have to offer them 40 to 42% or 45% or even 50% or, you know, this year I've heard of companies giving out 60 to 65% commissions as rookies and $30,000 signing bonuses, $50,000 signing bonuses and a Tesla for a year or a Ford Raptor. It's like, you can go out and play the game however you want. And I think a lot of rookies try to do that because I think that's how they're going to make money. Um, the reality is though, that's not how you're going to make money. What happens is, let's say that there's one example of a rookie that did that, that plays the game, and another that was naive. Well, halfway through the summer, whether you sign a non-disclosure agreement or not, everybody finds out what everyone's getting paid. And the fact that companies force reps to sign non-disclosures to discuss with their friends that they're bringing out about their own deal, in my opinion, is super unethical. And it creates a, a huge lack in culture because now you can't be transparent and there's no trust because everything's hidden and you can't build without trust. So what happens is halfway through the summer, everybody finds out the guy who's getting paid a ton generally doesn't work as hard because he knows that he's getting a handout. The guy that is, that didn't get paid as well, worked really hard because he wanted to earn his commissions, maybe even outperformed the one who got a ton, but now he feels undervalued and underappreciated. So now he goes to another company and then tries to work out a big deal because now he understands how it works. And that's kind of the cycle of summer sales. What happens is you either have naive rookies or you have rookies that understand. At some point, everybody understands and then everybody's leveraging everybody. But on an organizational standpoint, what happens is the second that people start to leverage each other, well, then you reduce margin at every single level, which means nobody makes any money because you essentially have one year to kind of convince people to be naive to make all your money. And then the next year they gun for your deal because they know that they got taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And so our focus is that we maintain margin at every level with a standardized pay. So if you work the hardest, you make the most money. If you don't work hard, you don't make as much money. That simple. That way it's completely transparent with everybody. We retain better because everyone feels taken care of and they're understood and they're not going to go anywhere because they understand that our pay structure makes way more sense. They also feel more comfortable recruiting to it because nobody wants to recruit two of their friends and give them different deals and then look like the bad guy. And the reality is, even if you do get away with that one year, they're going to find out eventually. And then you risk relationships as well as your business completely falling apart yeah. because it's all built on a house of cards. Right. Yeah. And so that's where for us, um, not only does it make sense in the short term for our rookies and our vets to be able to push themselves to sell more. And I think that's why we do sell more but also it allows for us to scale and grow faster because we retain better and we're maintaining margin at every level because, you know, Drew's not gunning for my deal and I'm not gunning for Garth Massey and Benny and Josh Nielsen and 
John Taylor's deal, right? It's like, we all understand exactly how it works and that over time your margins can decrease. Um, however, you know, I would rather have a smaller deal with a bigger margin than a bigger deal with a smaller margin because that's how you make money. Oh, dude, exactly. If you look at it mathematically, like with everything you just said, it, it makes sense because, you know, if, uh, first of all, yeah, the ethics of it, you know, that's how door to door gets, you know, gets a bad rep. It's like, oh, I got screwed, blah, blah, blah. And that's actually a big reason why, you know, I created this software too is because I just saw that there was no transparency. I was like, people should just know how much they're getting paid. Yeah. I mean, other people don't need to see that, but you should know like your, your percentages, you know, so. But mathematically, yeah. it's like, dude, um, you know, with the marketing deal, it's like, if you give a guy 50% his rookie year, but he sells 50 accounts, that didn't help anyone. But, you know, even the, his manager, it's like, his manager's not getting paid as much as he would have got paid, you know, all that. So then year two comes, he has to get paid 50, and then he's going to give all his guys 50 because they heard that he made X amount of money. Yeah. You guys have already thought about this, but for people listening, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but this is exactly why. So then all of a sudden, you standardize it. So at every single level, you're going to make good money. Where if all of a sudden you have to give customized deals to people, someone's going to get screwed in year one, yeah. or two, or three, where at what you guys are doing, standardizing the pay. And, you know, I've seen other companies do it, you know, EcoShield, Red's doing it. The standardized pay, it's like, it's, it's good. There might be some customized pay scales in there, but you know, yeah. people that do the basic standardized pay, I just see them, they're the most successful, they're the most profitable. They're the ones who are growing the most or the ones who are retaining the most reps. So I yeah. think people just need to realize, okay, where is the industry going? And to be able to compete with companies like you guys and these other successful companies, they need a change because yeah. it's always changing, man. You see 10 years ago, you know, alarms was the number one, you know, industry or whatever, but pest yeah. is always going to be good. There's always going to be money in pest. There's always going to be margins. So what you guys are doing to grow is just insane. So I love the standardized pay. And I know people are always talking about that in recruiting when they're yeah. recruiting against you guys, but you know, I think, I think it's, it's a good thing for all reps. And honestly, uh, I'll add this to the only way standardized pay works is if it's fully standardized. If you even have any sort of customization or deals going on on the side, it's not standardized because it breaks the whole system. So you have to run it really like a business that it's a system. Um, and it, and it works better that way, right? Because then everyone understands everyone's bought in. You can be transparent. The second you even have the slightest customization of any deal, it's not standardized. Um, and I'll just say, because of like the experience and earnings that we can have by being transparent and the fact that we can broadcast our results in a way that's so transparent, it really makes us so innovative that I believe in the next couple of years, if companies don't standardize their pay or they don't make adjustments like this, they're going to get swallowed up. And I think that's where we're making big adjustments in the way that we continue to innovate and we continue to broadcast through our social media so that people understand how it works very specifically. Um, and I think that we will take part of a lot of market share in the pest control space simply because of that, because reps at some point are going to start to understand. And I think it's cool that there are a lot of companies right now, like for example, sales rookie is like a app that does oh, yeah. reviews on companies. Awesome. Yeah. 
as you start to have, you know, podcasts like this and you have softwares that are broadcasting and you have, you know, companies like that that are doing reviews and the industry does become more transparent, if people don't make adjustments in their pay structure or the way that they think and how they do run an organization, they're going to lose all of their reps. Dude, I, I agree with you. I think that's exactly where, I think it's all come together at once, you know, because yeah. I see you guys are doing this sales rookie, you know, launch you know, they're doing awesome. And then, you know, us with our software, we just want to make sure, you know, all of a sudden back end time comes. Yeah. You, know, you don't, you aren't questioning one thing. Back end time comes, you know exactly how much you're making. So it's like, yeah, that's transparency. So all that combined, I think everyone's just starting to see that's what the industry needs. And now people are getting innovative. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy with the pay with what, what you guys did to innovate that um, and with the culture. So I think, I think the biggest thing that we'll end on is the pay. It doesn't, you can't standardize pay unless everything else is there. Cause if you try to standardize yeah. pay, but then there is better opportunities out there with training, yeah. culture, with leadership, with everything else that we've talked about, it doesn't make sense. You need yeah. to give the guys the customized pay scale to bring them over to your company. If you don't aren't spending time and money, in building up those other things. I'm sure you agree with that too. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, the culture, I mean, so I guess, yeah, just the last couple of uh, comments from you. Um, what, are the, what are just the four main things people need to have to build their culture? Because I think, I think that this is where we went with this podcast was build the culture, standardize the pay, the reps will come and you'll retain reps. Yeah. That's basically, I think, thesis yeah. of this podcast. Yeah. It's crazy because um, that's just it's super important for right now. So, yeah, if you just give us, yeah, just four points of building your culture, so, kind of maybe just recap of what you've already talked about and then sure. people just really understand. I would say, um, I mean, the first thing is the people you work with. So, you have to have the right people, which includes you know, the right leaders, it means the right team leaders, it means the right infrastructure, the right management. Um, so the first thing is like having the right people in place so that you can build an organization because without the infrastructure, without the leadership, without the pillar reps, without all those people that come into play, um, you can't grow. Um, the second thing I would say is the training. You need to have the right training programs in place so you can get the results because if you don't have the results, then you can't recruit other competitors on value. You can only recruit them on a price or on a deal, right? And so it's kind of the same as selling. Like you have to sell on value versus on a price. Mm -hmm. um, and that's made a huge adjustment in, in the industry the same way as recruiting right now. If you can't recruit on results and on, you know, the training that you provide, then you lose everything. Um, I'd say the third thing is... Um, part of your culture needs to be based on the right principles. So one of those being transparency. Um, for us, a lot of it is like intentionality, genuinely like loving and believing in your people and making sure that you're taking care of them. Um, Cause that's, I mean, all you are as an organization is, is people. Um, you know, I've, I've heard this a lot in like leadership books where they say, focus on your people more than your systems. Um, because a system Yes, it helps us get to like an end goal. Um, and here I get the grit. You know, I have a nickname as like the systems guy because I'm exactly why you've grown the way you've grown. The grit's grown why they've grown. You know, th these are literally like two codes. I'd say that 
you're giving them out for yeah. free to people. So door to door, you know, we all love the the industry, the space. You guys want to grow, but also we want to keep the industry running. So I think that people, you know, they should take these cheat codes, implement them, you know, slowly but surely, and they'll be able yeah. to 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 compete too. Um, because you, you guys are gonna be able to compete no matter what. Um, so I think people take that and be able to grow like you guys are growing so it's these yeah. are great tips man this is great information that people can take and really implement so uh yeah man thanks uh nope. thanks for hopping on yeah this is this is great people will for sure uh be able to get a ton of insight out of this good man uh seriously thanks for uh thanks for having me on it, it meant a lot and uh yeah hopefully uh hopefully it helps out it's it's cool to see how like the industry is shifting and i uh i just hope that we're a big part of making it better and you know, like I talked about today, I, I hope that companies do watch this and make adjustments in the way their pay structure is. I mean, if everybody did standardize their pay, it would be pretty cool because then recruiting would simply come down to who has the best results, which would make it way easier. Then it would just be like, well, who sells the most? It, it kind of be like selling, you know, if, if all of a sudden every pest control company had the same price, then it would just come down to, uh, you know, who, who can actually do the best product or who can actually do the best service. So I yeah. think that's a good uh, analogy. And I think we could get there, you know, it'll take a little time, but we'll see yeah. if we get there. I think the companies that don't standardize might get weeded out, but we'll yeah. see We'll see what happens. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's great. We'll see what happens. So thanks for hopping on, Jackson. Dude, you got it. Okay. Talk to you later, man.